الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أنا أبي العباس سحلي ابن سعد الساعدي رضي الله عنه قال جاء جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله دلني على عمل إذا عملته أحبني أحبني الله وأحبني الناس فقال أزهد في الدنيا يحبك إزهد في الدنيا يحبك الله وازحد فيما عند الناس يحبك يحبك الناس حديث حسن رواه ابن ماجه وغيره بأسانيد حسن بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وبارك وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد this is hadith number 31 of the 50 ahadith of the Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah in which a man is reported to have come to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam to ask for guidance. And the companions of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam were always in the habit of asking Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam for guidance. So he said to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Dullani. That means, show me something. Dullani ala shay'i. I want you to guide me, to show me something. Ida fa'altuhu. If I do it, ahabbani Allah. Allah is going to love me. Wa ahabbani nas. And the people are going to love me. You show me something that I have to do, which is going to make me beloved to Allah and beloved to the people. Of course, to be loved by Allah is something which all of us want. We all want to be loved by Allah. And to be loved by Allah is the most important thing. We all claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we do love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Muslims love Allah. But at the same time, the Christians will also claim to, to love Allah. And the Jews will also claim to love Allah. The people who follow the Sunnah claim to love Allah. But at the same time, the people of Bid'ah also claim to love Allah. And it's not just a claim. They feel it in their hearts. They, they love Allah. Everyone in this majlis loves Allah. I don't know if there is anyone who does not love Allah in this majlis. We all love Allah. But the question is, does Allah love us? The Christians claim to love Allah, but the important question is, does Allah love them? The people of Bid'ah claim to love Allah, but the question is, does Allah love them? The Jews claim to love Allah. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ نَحْنُ أَبْنَاءُ اللَّهِ وَأَحِبَّاءُ And the Jews say we are the sons of Allah, and his beloved people. But the question is, does Allah love them? So to love Allah or to claim to love Allah is nothing. To love is nothing. Anyone can love. You can love whatever you want. And that changes nothing. But when Allah loves you, that is, that is different. That is really something. 
There are many important human beings in the world whom we love. But the majority of them don't even know us. Does it change anything? It changes nothing. For example, you, you love the king of, of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but he doesn't know you. That's, that's where the problem is. Is that something? You think people will be pointing fingers at you saying that is the man who loves the king? Because it's nothing. To love is nothing. But when Allah loves you, that is something. Isn't it? But try to imagine where Allah loves you and you love Allah. That is the ultimate achievement. Radhi Allahu anhum, Allah is happy with them. Waradu anhu, and they are happy with Allah. The love of the people is also important. If you find someone who says, I don't care whether people love me or not, then that's a foolish man. Because a wise person is supposed to care whether people love him or not. When you see someone saying, I don't care whether people love me or not, it's just a case of sour grapes. Sour grapes is some kind of analogy where in psychology they say the wolf, you know, a wolf, Vib, was passing by uh, a tree that had a branch of grapes on it. He wanted the grapes, but the grapes were too high. So when he tried to reach them, he could not reach the grapes because they were too far. Then he says, ah, after all, they're even sour. Yeah, they're sour because, because you can't reach them. People who say, I don't care whether people love me or not, are simply frustrated because, because people don't love them. Otherwise, deep down our hearts, we all care what, what people think. And it is important. Life and Dean is about two things. Bear this in mind. Life is about two things. Making Allah happy and making people happy. That's what life is all about. We all seek to make Allah happy and to make the people around us happy. There are only two types of rights. The rights of Allah and the rights of the creation. When Allah says don't steal, whose right is Allah trying to protect? The right of the creation. Because if you steal what is going to happen, you will have trouble with the people. So Allah does not want you to have trouble with the people. Then who are you to say, I don't care what, 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 what people say? It's important. So this Sahabi is very, very wise. He goes for the two most important things. Show me something I can do to attain the love of Allah and the love of the people. Isn't that important? But there is something you must bear in mind. Do not try to attain the love of the people at the expense of Allah's love. That's where you say, I don't care what people think, so long as it's Allah I'm trying to please. Because in this case, we're juxtaposing Allah and the people. 
Your job is to make Allah happy and make the people happy. But if the interests of the people go against the interests of Allah, it's Allah that you're supposed to please and not the people. Because when you please Allah, the people are going to be happy as well. The Messenger وسلم, says, He that seeks the pleasure of Allah at the expense of the pleasure of the people, Allah will be happy with him and the people will be happy with him. He sacrifices the pleasure of the people. Even if they are not happy, I have to make Allah happy. In the end, the only result is that Allah is going to be happy with him and the people will be happy with him. But if he tries to sacrifice the pleasure of Allah for the pleasure of the people, he wants to make people happy at the expense of Allah's uh, uh, pleasure, then the people will not be happy with him and Allah will be angry with him. So he loses out. So don't try to make people happy at the expense of Allah's pleasure. When Allah loves someone, he tells Jibreel, I love such and such a person. Therefore, you should love him as well. When Allah is pleased with someone, he is happy with you, he loves you, he says to Jibreel, I love, uh, what's your name again? Huh? Seiko. I love Seiko by name, right? Telling Jibreel. So you must love him as well. And then Jibreel announces to the angels, Allah loves Seiko. And I love him, so you must love him as well. All the angels, all of you must love him. And the angels are going to announce to the people, Allah loves Seiko, and we love him, and therefore you should love him as well. And as such, you find people loving you in the world. Whenever they see you, they're just happy with you, they just love you. I think you've observed that some people are just like that. When people come across them, they just love them. Allah, Allah just put it there. They are simply loved by people. Those who know them and those who don't know them. And when Allah is displeased with someone, it's the same process. You live here, you go to Lusaka where no one knows you, they still hate you. You start wondering what the problem is. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, As for those who believe and do righteous good deeds, Allah is going to create love for them. If you believe and you work righteous good deeds, Allah is going to create love for you. People are going to love you. And about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, وَأَلْقَيْتُ عَلَيْكَ مَحَبَّةً مِّنِّي And I threw on you love from me. So that everyone who saw Musa alayhi salatu wasalam would fall in love with Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. That's why even the wife of Fir'aun could not bring herself to kill such, such a child. Because Allah put his love in Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. And he can put that love in you. But how is that going to happen? This is the question that the Sahabi is trying to ask. How can I attend that? How can Allah love me and people love me? How can I be like 
like Allah's most beloved people, like Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and other people who people simply look at and fall in love with for the sake of Allah. Wouldn't you want to, to know the answer to that? You would. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam answers him and says to him, if you want Allah's love and you want the love of the people, izhad fi dunya, make zuhd in the world. Zuhd means to want very little of something. Zuhd means what? Wanting little of something. For example, if we say Fulan has zuhd in terms of clothes, it means he doesn't buy too many clothes. He uses just a few, maybe he has two, three pairs. We say he has zuhd. If we say this Fulan has zuhd in terms of food, it means he doesn't go for fancy food and lots of food. He, ate, he eats very little. Simple food, we say he has zuhd. So Rasulullah says, Izhad fi dunya, make zuhd in the world. What is the meaning of zuhd in this case? It means you must wear only, only two pairs of trousers and have one pair of shoes and one kameez. Is that the meaning of zuhd in the world? A lot of people misunderstood this. They thought zuhd means forsaking the world. Zuhd does not mean forsaking the world. Some people go to the extent of forsaking the world and things which are accessible in order to portray Zuhd. This is wrong. We've seen a number of people walking, what they call walking jama'ah, from uh, maybe Livingstone up to uh, the Copper Belt. It's a jama'at, but they just prefer to, to walk because it's Zuhd. We say this, this is not Zuhd. It's not Zuhd because cars are available. Some people prefer to sleep on the floor. They don't want a fancy bed. They say this is Zuhd. We say this Zuhd of yours is not Ibadah. What Allah means by Zuhd, rather what the Messenger Sallallahu means in this hadith by Zuhd is that the Akhirah should be more important to you than the world. Enjoy the world. But in your heart, Akhirah is supposed to have a much more, rather a much bigger position than the world. You can sleep in a fancy house. There's no problem. A nice bed, no problem. So long as these are not the most important things to you. So long as Akhirah is much more important to you, even if you sleep on a soft bed and eat nice food, you are a man of Zuhd. Are we together? You may sleep on the floor and walk and eat lousy food, but if the world is important, it has a bigger place in your heart than the Akhirah, then you're not a man of Zuhd. So Zuhd is not about clothes. Zuhd is not about cars, it's not about houses, it's not about walking, it's not about driving. It's about the position of those things to you. Are they more important than Akhirah? The moment they overtake Akhirah in importance, then you are a man of no Zuhd. Rasulullah says in the dua al-ma'thur, 
ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا He's asking Allah don't make the world the most important thing to us We're asking Allah to make the world not the most important thing to us ولا مبلغ علمنا and the world is the extent of our knowledge meaning all we know is about the world يَعْلَمُونَ ظَاهِرًا مِّنَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا They know so much about the world. وَهُمْ عَنِ الْآخِرَةِ هُمْ غَافِلُونَ About the hereafter, they are totally ignorant. For a person to whom the world means everything, his knowledge is only going to be about the world because that's what matters to him. Have knowledge of the world. Have knowledge of medicine. Have knowledge of building. Have knowledge of engineering. But... That is not the most important thing to you. The most important thing to you is Akhirah, therefore have knowledge of Akhirah as well. We're not criticizing the knowledge of the world. It's important, but if it becomes everything to you, then you have no zuhd. So izhad fi dunya, make Akhirah your priority. Yuhibbuk Allah, then Allah is going to love you. Allah does not love people who think the world is more important than the akhirah. Some ulama say to have zuhd is to trust more what is in the hands of Allah than what is in your hands. I, I have money in my hands, for example. I have a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. But I don't, I don't trust this money which is in my hands. I trust much more what is in Allah's hands which Allah has not yet given me. What's in the hands of Allah is much more important to me than what is in my hands. If what is with Allah is more important, then I'm ready to part with what is in my hands for what Allah is promising. But for us, our situation is the opposite. We trust more what is in our hands than what Allah is promising. If we say, for example, Allah promises you a good life, after the other inshallah. So I was saying, zuhd is to trust more what is in the hands of Allah than what you have in your, in your hands, which is scarcely the situation nowadays, or the situation with us. Obviously, when you spend fi sabilillah, Allah promises to multiply what you spend 100 times up to 700 times, right? So what is in the hands of Allah? 700 times what you have in your hands, right? So zuhd is to trust that which Allah has promised, which is in his hands, much more than you trust what is in your hands. So if you trust that to be true, that what Allah has in his hand is much more secured than what you have in your hands, you should be willing to part with what you have and wait for what is in Allah's hands, right? Is, is that easy? Is it easy? Okay, let's, okay, let's, be, let, let, let's be honest. Everyone take out everything you have in your pockets, put it here, Allah will give you. It's not easy. So you, you, you're much more secure with what you have in your pockets than what is in the hands of Allah. You don't trust what is in Allah's hands, right? 
You, you trust more what, what is in your hand. True. Obviously, with, with practice and with the fear of Allah, with zuhud, that becomes easy because people achieved it. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu comes with all his wealth and gives it to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ya Abu Bakr, what have you left for your family? He says, I left them Allah and his Messenger. And that's not easy. It's not, it's not an easy stage. Except those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given guidance, but we try our level best. Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Wazhad fima indan nas. Wazhad fima indan nas. Make zuhud concerning what is in the hands of people. What it means is be indifferent to what is in the possession of people. Yuhibbukan nas, people are going to like you. Do not start looking at what they have or asking for what they have. Then you won't have a friend. Someone may love you. They like you so much. Your relationship will end and I can guarantee you that. Any person who likes you, anyone who loves you, if you want that relationship to come to an end, start asking them for money that relationship will come to an end automatically, no matter how much they love you. You will go there the first day, I have a problem, I, whatever, whatever, ah, no problem, no problem, he's going to give you. Second time, third time, after that, he starts running away from you. No one wants that. And this advice goes uh, particularly to those who stand up for da'wah, those who call people to deen, the imams, the khutaba, people who listen to you and respect you so long as you don't go to them extending your hand for, for help. The moment you start asking them, this is the problem I have, uh, I need to, you to help me, uh, I need you to pay my rent, I need you, that, that is the end. It's the end of the respect, it's the end of the love. Allah says, لا تمدن عينيك إلى ما متعنا به أزواج منهم زهرة الحياة الدنيا. And this advice also goes to everyone. If you have a friend and you don't want to lose your friend, don't ask them for anything. Then your friend is going to be a strong friendship. If every now and again lend me so much, give me so much, I have problem. Even if you don't say it directly, even if it's ishara, it's not a good thing. You know, some people just, each time you meet them, they start explaining about their poverty. They're, they're not asking you, but they keep complaining about how difficult things are to them. People don't want to hear that. They will pretend to sympathize, but the truth is they don't want to hear that. And they don't like it. No, life is very difficult. You see, yesterday we, we didn't have anything to eat. My children haven't been going to school. Yeah, yeah. In truth, he doesn't want to hear that. And this is advice. This is not my advice. It's from the Messenger. That way, people are going to love you if you don't ask them. It's enough if someone has a nice watch. To say, mashallah, alhamdulillah, and uh, uh, you make dua for him, that's it. But some people, every time, ah, this watch, mashallah, alhamdulillah. 
and two, let's see, it's made of silver. Ah, mashallah. This is, this is from Germany, huh? Ah, alhamdulillah. He starts thinking, no, he, he wants my watch. That's why you see um, rich people, not everyone, the majority of the rich people are less friendly. Do you know why? Because they don't want to be asked. When you go to a poor man and say, Assalamu alaikum, he's going to extend both hands. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. MashaAllah, how are you? Because he knows there's, there's nothing to, to ask him. But the richest man in town or the richest man in the, in the country, if you come to him and say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, what does he say? So that the, the topic doesn't continue because he knows the next thing is going to be, no, my children, no, I'm trying to, no, no. They, don't, they don't want to hear that. So if a rich man likes you and he invites you to, to his house, please, it's not an opportunity. Okay, take it that way. It's an invitation. You eat, assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, then your relationship is going to continue. But the moment you begin tomorrow, this problem, the other day, this problem, and so on, the relationship won't continue. And I want to say at this moment, you put, you put so many people under unnecessary uh, pressure. For example, there are certain people who have rich men as their friends. All right? They have rich men as their friends. You need something from that rich man, and then you keep bothering these people. Take me to such a rich man, tell him I have this problem, or take me there so I can talk to him. You are destroying his relationship with that man. Because that rich man does not want that. It's not what he wants. You get my point? He did not befriend him so that he can bring people to him to come and ask for help. We are Muslims, we have to be frank. We have to know how to live life. And the Messenger وسلم, spoke about these things more than a thousand years ago. And we have to learn. This ilm is only found in the Quran and in the books of Hadith. And the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given uh, 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 knowledge. If you follow this maslak of the Messenger وسلم, people will love you. And Allah is going to love you. I think it's more important, isn't it? No, some people don't care. Some don't care about being loved. If, if they can get something to eat, love to, for them is nothing. If you love them, whether you love them or hate them, if they're eating, that's, that's all right. Is that being a human being? Some people don't care. They can sacrifice their dignity. They put their dignity on the line. They don't care whether you respect them or you disrespect them. They don't care so long as they're getting something to eat. Ittaqillah. Fear Allah. Your dignity is important. And being loved by Allah is important. Also being loved by the people is important because this is the basis of Sharia. The Sharia is for the protection of the rights of Allah and the protection of the rights of the human beings. Are we together? So Rasulullah sallallahu says, uh, don't fall in love with the world so that it becomes more important than the hereafter. Yuhibbuk Allah, then Allah is going to love you. And what people have, leave it alone. Don't show interest in what they have. Yuhibbuk nas. People are going to love you. Each time you go to their homes, they will open the doors for you. Because they know 
you don't want any wealth from them. You've not come to ask for their money. But if you want doors to close in your, in your face, ask them. Once, twice, after that, they'll be hiding. When you say, Assalamu alaikum, is he around? Say, alaikum salam, he's, he's not around. So this is nasiha from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And finally, I want to quote one very, very important quotation from our scholars. They said, Anta lam tukhlaq lidunya. Wadunya khuliqat min ajlik. You were not created for the world. The world was created for you. Allah did not create you for the world. Allah created the world for you. The world is your subject. You are not the subject of the world. It's yours. It's your world. Allah created it for you. The world does not own you. Yours is akhirah. That's what Allah created for. Uh, I mean, created you for. And Abi Ishaq al-Ilbiri in his Nazm says, وَلَمْ تُخْلَقْ لِتَعْمُرَهَا وَلَكِنْ لِتَعْبُرَهَا فَجِدَّ لِمَا خُلِقْتَ وَلَمْ تُخْلَقْ لِتَعْمُرَهَا وَلَكِنْ لِتَعْبُرَهَا فَجِدَّ لِمَا خُلِقْتَ You were not created in order to live in it. You were created to pass through it, so be serious for what you were created. Be serious with what you were created for. Allah did not create you to live here. Allah created you to pass through this world. Be serious with what you were created for. What were you created for? Are you serious with that? You're not serious about that. You're much more serious about what Allah did not create you for. He didn't create you to make houses or to find food, whatever you're passing through. The main purpose of creation is the Akhirah. You had better be serious about the Akhirah. The majority of us are not serious about the Akhirah. We're much more serious about the dunya, but very soon all of us are going to disappear. Everyone is going to disappear. And we'll be taken over by other people. A long time, I mean, just, just a short while ago. A short while ago, these, these here, Siraj, uh, 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 Bakri, were little children, right? And now, <laughs> they're fathers, right? Siraj with whites in his, in his beard. After this, grandfather, right? And, and those who were grandfathers? All of us. All of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us hidayah and tawfiq. Aqulu ma tasma'una astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum wasail al-muslimin fastaghfiruh fa huwa ahlu at-taqwa wa ahlu al-maghfirah. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.